Good looking, bad tasting, full bodied, but wasting. She don't take sugar on her colour TV. Dondesta el hombre. It's time to respect the solo career of Geraldine Estelle Halliwell. You're listening to Pod of the Pops, the popcast for reliving and reloving pop culture. Series one, The Spice Girls. Solo careers. Welcome back to Pod of the Pops. I'm comedian Erin Twitchin, as ever. I am the English rose between two Scottish thorns. I'm Karen. I'm Lauren. It's 1998, and Traitor Spice is proving that friendship never ends. Wow. I'm opening strong. (laughs) You got there. Yeah. I just, at this point, there are a lot of sore feelings. It's 1998, she's just left. Yeah. I think we were all a bit. Yeah gobsmacked sure yes but obviously as they've been able to reveal in hindsight they were not maybe as shocked as they could have been it wasn't the first time she had done something like this but i don't think they believed that she was actually going i think there's been a lot of false rumors and they've said a lot of things before this yeah yeah Yeah, i mean mel c has said oh we you know all the time mel b and jerry were always threatening to leave when they were in a mood or straw when they first realized that was what was happening they phoned her up and was like what are you doing you silly cow that's the right quote yeah <laughs> and they were just like come back what are you doing but yeah this name was different yeah i think there's definitely a lot going on with jerry through this whole period definitely these first few years she's yes. definitely trying to re-find herself but you can think about leaving but she's the only one that did yeah Ever. Mm, They'd no one else even left. No. It's not like one of them abandoned the four. Yeah. It was like, oh, you know, Mel C probably thought about it, but she was like, and I'm going to see this album through yeah, because yeah, yeah. friendship never ends. Yeah. Well, it's all good now, but still bitter. Yeah. <laughs> we kick off the year in a really unusual way. So it's 1998. Jerry receives a handwritten note from none other than Prince Charles. And that was because she pinched his bum. They have history. Yeah. yeah. They have a lot of history. <laughs> yeah. So obviously there was the bum pinching. They, they, I think they, they kissed them on the cheek and like yeah. lipstick and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. The media loved putting the Spice Girls and the two young princes because Prince William and Prince Harry were sort of tea, late teenagers at the yes. time, early teenagers. So, so it yeah. was this kind of awkwardness about that. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure there was lots of stories of Emma Bunton's going to marry Prince William. And yeah. The no, Prince like, Harry. It was, was it Harry? But he was a bit young then, but like, Later on, it was yeah. rumours were high, right, which yeah. would have been just an awesome match. Can you imagine? Emma Bunton <laughs> is... She'd be like Princess like, yeah. Emma. But we're very happy with Meghan Markle, so... Very happy. Yeah. yeah. If we couldn't have Emma, we're very happy to have Meghan. <laughs> exactly. So the note from Prince Charles, um, it said, The group will not be the same without you. What will I do without your wonderfully friendly greeting? <laughs> oh, oh Charlie. Amongst other things, I think... But I think this just goes to say, we can say whatever we like about Jerry, but she had got to a level where the future king of England yes. was sending her notes yes. after her job problems. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's incredible. the king of the UK, by the way. I don't know if you realise. <laughs> what did I say? England. Just, there is four countries. Oh. Oh. <laughs> after the debate of being Scottish. <laughs> I mean, you guys, all came here for a geography lesson, so. <laughs> you guys like to forget about the other. <laughs> you say you guys like I'm not here up in Scotland enjoying your wonderful country and he's also the Prince of Wales so there you go he is uh, I mean I think it goes to show it was it was very much a conscious decision on her part to to be this way I mean there's a in an interview she has said when you're around men with power they actually quite like a young in their face 
flirty, fun young women. And so she she knew this, and she she kind of used all. She the power. used her best asset. Yeah, she used her best asset. I mean, look at the um, when you know they're meeting Nelson Mandela, yeah, and he says it's the greatest day of his life. I mean, it may well have been. You know, <laughs> never never out of jail. Nelson Mandela was pretty. But she is she is really clinging to his arm, man. Yeah, She's, but he's loving it. Like, There's a slight competitive element there between Melby and Jerry. I think in that. But in that aspect sometimes it felt like they're pulling at the men of power isn't it like yeah, a little yeah. bit yeah I guess what I'm trying to say is that maybe at the time I judged her for that but now I'm like she knew what she was doing oh no I'd say people talk about Jerry being smart and I think her smarts are definitely in people yes she understands people and yeah. how to give people what they want yeah. or how to what present what they really really want what they really really want <laughs> And how to present themselves, how to present to them. Yes. The version of her that's best. Yes, yeah. Yeah, she's a very emotionally driven person. Well, it paid off. So a couple of months later, she gives him a very friendly greeting by singing at a royal gala to celebrate his 50th birthday. Ooh. So this is her first big public appearance. Mm. She goes out on stage in this big, she looks beautiful actually, it's this blue like big puff skirt ball gown mm-hmm. and she does a very Marilyn Monroe version of yeah. happy birthday yeah <laughs> uh, that was my impression thank you available for parties yeah. yeah and she even blows him a little kiss at the end Sorry. it's all I love that you paused there um <laughs> <laughs> blows him a little kiss <laughs> she um it's so odd to watch it back, actually, because it's all a bit contrived and awkward. But yes. what a big way to come back. Like, yeah. what a big, high-profile event. And the papers the next day was that picture of Jerry in yeah. the dress. Yeah. That was the story. Yeah. She knew, at this point, mm. she really knew mm. how to control the media, in a way. Like, how to get her face out there. And most of the time, she was their focus. Like, I would say, compared to... The rest of them. She knew exactly what she was doing. I think less so towards the end of the bad. Like, Victoria was very much becoming Victoria Beckham at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder how much tension that threw at them, actually. Mm. Because Jerry had, you know, was sort of the self-appointed leader, really. Yes. So she took that role on herself. Yeah. But, I mean, like, it's true. See, when they recount back all of what was happening, she was such a driving force at the kind of inception of the band yeah like when they're leaving and doing their midnight flip from their first managers it's her little battered up car she drives them to sheffield she's the one getting she's you know found all the songwriters in the the her and melby it's that's yeah, her and melby. yeah i think one of the things with history is written by the winners she got out first True she enough. released her autobiography first yeah. and she is very much I did this, I did that. Whereas the other girls will always say we. Yeah. We didn't want to sing about what everybody else sings about. It was, there were so many songs out there and they've all got the same message. We wanted to say something different. I had this feeling that it was going to really work and it was going to be massive. And I realised that positivity was contagious. So I was always like, ah, oh, yeah. And then we all st- we all started to believe it. The other girls did too, and you know, and we just kept that. And I remember driving along. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, maybe a part of slightly disappointing. Yeah, she's, she's like... not always the strongest feminist. I think she tries really hard, she does. and she has always the best intentions. There's definitely a power struggle between herself yeah. and the group. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Well, that same year, she became a United Nations goodwill ambassador. Who on earth saw that happening? It's the next natural step when you leave a pop group, isn't it? Mucha Buena will be doing it next, I'm sure. It's her turn. It is, I do remember at the time it feeling incredibly odd, but also kind of not the weirdest fit. I'm not 100% sure what her role was. Um, it it seems that she was responsible for promoting a few of their newer services, like the abortion clinics and, um, promoting reproductive problems in Britain and just being, um, attracting a bit of attention and being a a spokesperson for publicity purposes. Yeah. Fair play to her. Yeah. Like, that is ballsy. It's quite a fitting role for someone who wants skill power and empowerment for women. And she was always very outspoken about issues and stuff like that. They always have been through the band. So it wasn't like she was someone who suddenly had gone from being Paris Hilton, who had this personality of being an airhead and not knowing about much, to suddenly being like, Oh, actually. Just an aside, I don't actually think Paris Hilton no, is she's absolutely not character, she's, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's her persona, isn't it? And to a certain extent, I'd say that um, Jerry is similar in that way. The, the kind of, the media like to be like, oh, she's, you know, up for anything. She's very, like, this just sexy, curvy woman. But, you know, she's not, she is not stupid. Are you asking... Who is Jerry Halliwell? I am. Because there is a dissertation called Look at Me. <laughs> Virgin. <laughs> For us. Yeah. Well, she was a goodwill ambassador for a while. She yeah. invented Angelina Jolie, basically. <laughs> Just filling her shoes. Yeah. Uh, all this is also documented in the film Jerry by Molly Dominique. Mm. It's. Have you seen it recently? Not recently. No. It's. It's a good pop documentary because mm-hmm. it's from the minute. So it opens with, today is Thursday 27th of May and yesterday I left the Spice Girls. Is that part of the home video that she filmed? Yeah, so it's, some of it is home videos with her brother, yeah, where she... This is where you know Jerry's smart because she's... Whereas the rest of us might have just run away from a girl band and just turned on back to our career and be terrified. And put your head under the covers. And like, just yeah. cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. like... I'm going to want to document this. Right. This will be important. Yeah, yeah. And it is so raw. So, you, like you said, she starts off filming it. It's her brother filming it. It's in the hotel in Paris or something. Yeah, she runs yeah. away to France. And then this filmmaker, Molly, comes out to film some of it. I'm not sure how much Jerry expected this Molly to have as much girl power as she had. Yes. I think Jerry was thinking, I'll be able to control this documentary a bit. (laughs) Right. But this Molly girl is, she's good. She gets so much out of her. You see Jerry at really low points. You Mm -hmm. see her really, you really see the struggle that she's going through of trying to figure out yeah. Who is Jerry Allen? You wonder when that was all orchestrated as well? You know, to get Molly involved in the documentary? Quite quickly, I think. It will, well, they were so used to doing things really quickly. I mean, they mm. fired their manager, didn't they, only a yeah. year before, and then yes. were able to get everything had, going. Had to organise things. And yeah. So. I mean, I think what's astounding, what has emerged from the research for me, is that she's such a huge driving force in the initial days of the Spice Girls. Like she, It's all-encompassing for her. She believes... Yeah. Everything with her heart and soul. And then for her to have that journey where suddenly, you know, she's leaving because, as she's been quoted as saying, like, she just felt like they could be fine without her. They didn't need her anymore. You know, like, it, when we, we've said elsewhere about the fact her last appearance when she's singing Beaver Forever at Top of Pops, mm-hmm. she is not herself. This film is very much a woman who's not, not sure who she is at the minute. And that's really clear. 
but she tries really hard. I think Jerry Halliwell could have been a politician if she'd not been a pop star. Mm. She knows how to say a speech. Mm. She's watched a lot of Tony Blair videos because all her speeches when she's talking to this woman, they seem off the cuff. Yes. But she knows how to use repetition. Yes. She knows how to use the power of words. Yeah. She says things like, I should dare to bear. I should dare to talk. Why shouldn't I? And it's very, like, impassioned and clever yes. literacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you can believe why she was... One, you could believe she was the lead songwriter. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's also really important to talk about the death of Jerry's father. Although that was, you know, a years few before. years... Yeah. I'm not sure she actually dealt with it. I think she was only about 21 when her father passed. Yeah. But that had a big influence on Jerry's life, which we find in the the first autobiography. Yeah, well, she says that she created Ginger Spice as a coping mechanism. Which is quite sad, in a way, because you think with girl power, you're able to talk about your feelings and evolve from them, but if you've actually just buried that deep inside you... Yeah, that's true. It's going to come to the surface, and I think it has. She is a contradiction. Yeah. A lot of the things that she says and that she aims for, she sometimes undoes herself and does the opposite. Like in the movie, she spends a lot of time talking about how she hasn't got any friends. Like, she starts talking to this Molly, the filmmaker, as a friend. She thinks of her like that. Right. And it's kind of sad to hear from someone who's who was so much about the importance of friendship early on yes. to find to find that they're so isolated. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, you wonder what the contact was with the other girls during that time, if they were messaging her or if they if they were just a wall of silence. It's, it's a difficult situation. I think, right, now, dare I say this, I think she was in the depression or wherever she was going through, the turmoil that she was going through, it meant that she was quite, you know, inward looking. And and that's a nice way of saying selfish. It's not until like the 2012 documentary, The Viva Forever one, that she's actually like, oh, in hindsight, I realise they probably were really angry at me and hurt. Yeah. Um, and so I understand why they acted that way. It, it taken her all of that time to kind of process it and be like, actually... I wasn't necessarily hard done by. Of course they were hurt, you know. At least that's, from what I've seen, that's my interpretation. I could definitely see that as consistent, yes. The other girls were still talking that they were on good terms with Jerry. There was this sort of hiding behind the obvious truth. So, like, in interviews they were saying Jerry was still going to Victoria's wedding. Mm -hmm. Things like that. I mean, she didn't. Yeah. They were still putting on a good face of it. So how much of it was media training and how much of it was they genuinely wanted the best for each other. And they had to keep that persona up because friendship never ends. The hardest part of the Spice Girl story is, yeah, what you do with that. Yeah. We're all about friendship and supporting each other. Yeah. Drove ourselves apart a little bit unintentionally. Subscribe if you want to go faster. View all our bonus content, leave your comments, and join the conversation on our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Talk to us at Pod of the Pops on all platforms. Go get yourself subscribed, girls. I know you want to. <laughs> <laughs> When it came to recording her solo record, she approached 
the producing duo Absolute, who had worked on a lot of the Spice Girls records. Mm. And there was an ultimatum. So the Spice Girls had originally planned to work with them on the Forever album. Right. And they said to Absolute, either you work with us or you work with Jerry. Wow. Pen and women against each other. And they chose Jerry. Okay. Which, I mean, says a lot about Jerry, I suppose. I also wonder how much about choosing that production duo was down to the quality of the work or the direction that she wanted to go in and how yeah. much of it was, given what we just said about friendship, how much of it is I want to be around people that I know. Yes. I'm going to be doing this on my own. Yeah. Which I've not done before. I it, need it to be in a comfortable a situation. Yeah. We would have to wait a full year for the solo single, but she came big with Who is Cherry Halliwell? Look at me. <laughs> Fantastic video. Really enjoyed that. It's, yeah. It was fun. I thought it was fun. It is a lot of fun. So the premise is, who is Jerry Halliwell? Yeah. There are four different Jerrys. The sister, the vamp, the virgin, and the bitch. I mean, that's a metaphor for womanhood everywhere, isn't it? It is. It's, again, very earnest. For something that's yeah. such a frivolous bop, it opens with just the phrase, image is just your imagination. Reality is rarely revealed. Well, it sounds really voice. deep. Well, yeah. it sounds really deep, but I don't know what it actually means. <laughs> It's, it sounds like a lot of words that have got more than one syllable. Yeah. But she's gone, that sounds good. Well, basically, she's just being like, you all think you know me through my image, but you don't actually know me. True. And after the video, we didn't know her anymore. <laughs> we knew that she was still kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she films all four of these characters in a phone box. So for the kids that don't understand at home, <laughs> before we had mobile phones, we had phone boxes. Yeah. And you would call people. Mm-hmm. And you could do reverse charges. I used yeah. to reverse charge my parents a lot. Sorry for that. <laughs> and then the four different Jerry's, they sort of go about their day through a train station, showing off the different sides of her. And then they all come together at the end yes. to be one Jerry, yeah. who is apparently a terrible dancer. <laughs> she... <laughs> She tries. She, throughout this campaign, she really goes for fun dancing. Yeah. But she doesn't quite... She has stage charm. She doesn't so much have the moves. Fair play to her, though. Seriously. She does a lot of, like, hand dancing. Mm -hmm. Handsing. Yeah. (laughs) Hands are great, yeah. She does a lot of, she does a look at me by putting a circle over her eye. She does a lot of pumping with the arm. That's inspired. (laughs) Yeah. Deli Ali, look at you. Uh, (laughs) But when you compare it to like Victoria Beckham's solo launch, where she's doing all these big moves, she's rolling around on the floor. Yeah. You can see the difference between the one that went to stage school and the one that had to learn it on the fly. Yeah, it's true. And Jerry does look nervous. Yes. Because this must have been a tricky time. She didn't know how people were going to receive her as a solo artist. Yeah, yeah. All these decisions are being made without any real knowledge of how the industry is going to respond. Yeah. The biggest controversial part of this song was was chronicling the death of Ginger Spice in the video. So she literally buries Ginger Spice in that video. There's Mm -hmm. a casket and a hearse. Yeah. Everyone's crying. And then they pull up a Union Jack. Yeah. And there's Jerry... Laughing. And that is a subtle metaphor if we ever saw one, guys. So subtle. (laughs) Jerry, not so subtle. Yeah. Not so subtle spice. Not so subtle spice. Ends with the pun, Jerry's back. And a picture of Jerry's back. (laughs) Sense of humor spice. (laughs) It's a good song. It is a good song. It's catchy. It missed the top spot. 
Ooh. I only made it to number two. It was in a high-profile chart battle. Tell me it's not Wasteland. No. Very <laughs> close, though. Boys are Yes. Oh, that must have hurt. What boys Well, no. Like? You Needed Me. Oh, I don't even remember ballads. that one. They're all ballads. Yeah. yeah. Covers? Boys own were. Boys own did. They didn't have water thing. covers. It's true. They didn't have water covers. Tracy Chapman got a lot of uh, monies from them. and that me You mean good. they didn't write words? <laughs> words. That's <laughs> only. Anyway. Well, apparently this chart battle was at Jerry's request. Oh. And management had said, like, let's try and pick a quiet week. Let's try and guarantee a number one. Yeah. She was like, no, if I'm going to do this. I want to do it against the best. Okay. And she lost. Ballsy. It's she fun. came two. She yeah, got number she, two. Yeah. People still know the song. It's sold all right. And it was, you know, it was good publicity, right? Any publicity is good. Yeah, maybe she was thinking more that rather than the challenge. Yeah. Oh, there was me admiring her for being like, I'm going to go for the challenge. But no, you're like... It was public. Yeah, you're probably right, actually. I didn't yeah. even think of that. Yeah. So the album comes out in the June. Schizophonic. Another great pun. Uh, I mean, in hindsight, a little insensitive. <laughs> oh, given that we know that she is actually going through some mental, mental issues at this point. Well, starting at this point. I think she it's has like, done. all I'm saying is that I do not think they would okay that album title now. You're a right. pun on yeah. mental illness... I'm, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. Um, Although at the time I thought it was so clever. I was like, that is the cleverest album title I've heard in forever. Yeah. Forever. <laughs> um, I thought it was good, the title. Mm. The artwork I didn't care so much for. Mm. Because that's su- I think that's such a strong title. And the idea is meant to be, you know, that it's all these different sounds and I've got all these different tastes and they all blend into one and that's... Yeah. Who is Jerry Howard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the artwork was that very faded white picture where she's just looking over her shoulder and her hair's blowing a bit. Yeah. It yeah. felt like a weak... It wasn't a strong image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The idea was there was two album covers. So there was like the angel Jerry oh. and then there was like a devil Jerry. Right. Which was like a red wash and she's like lying on her back. She's uh-huh. got great breasts. <laughs> uh, not that they're my thing, but... She, she was she, serving it. I mean, she always has. Like, yeah. Yeah. But I just didn't think that was the strongest right. imagery yeah. that they yeah. used. In the month between Look At Me going in at number two and the album dropping, mm. she did a classic and she fired her manager. <laughs> wow. History repeating itself. Yeah. She didn't like the direction that they were taking and she, she she had different ideas. It wasn't looking good in Camp Jerry. No. The press was starting to say it was, it's not going to work. She's not doing very well. Mm-hmm. Which now, knowing that she did go on to have quite a bit of success after yes. this. Yeah. The vultures are ready to circle. Yeah, aren't they? they always they are. thrive on failure. Yeah. And she comes through. It wasn't all bad press for the album. The album landed at number four and within four weeks it dropped to 53. Which yeah. at this point was not considered a success. Right. It, it wasn't looking good. And there were rumours that she would be dropped. Right. And that Emmy were regretting signing her. Right. It wasn't looking good. And there, there wasn't just bad press. Album reviews wise, it was, some people were describing it as the album the Spice Girls would have made if they'd stayed a quintet. Wow. You can kind of see she did have the fun yes. element in yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. And because it was all produced by Absolute, it's actually more of a cohesive record than you'd expect. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, I don't want to compare Jerry Halliwell and Beyonce Knowles. <laughs> Please don't. But <laughs> given that these days artists are thrown in with a ton of producers and writers, when mm. you look at the liner notes, it's, you know, hundreds of people working on it. Yeah. yeah. 
this whole album was produced by the same team with just Jerry and the same one or two songwriters. So I think that, yeah, and it leads to cohesion. It's no Beyonce I mean, album, though. I don't want to say that Schizophonic is more of an artistic album than Lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you gonna... <laughs> uh, obviously, dear listener, you can see my facial expression... <laughs> But it's, or it, hear the beehive swarming. I jo- yeah. I'm joking. Lemonade is the album uh, that should have won the Grammy. Oh, 100%. Anyway. <laughs> but I think we don't give enough, not necessarily credit, because imagine what they could have done if they brought in a couple of decent songwriters. But I don't think people realise how much they did it all themselves. Yeah. It's just Jerry and a small team of people. Yes. You don't make albums like that anymore. No, and no. And I don't think at the time everyone was. Yeah. You know, the yeah. artists were having very little say in what was going on. Yeah, for sure. You know, you take like Girls Aloud, for instance. Mm. Another great girl band. Yeah. But they worked with one team. Yes. They weren't so much involved in it. No. Yes. Yeah. So maybe... Jerry is a singer-songwriter. And maybe a little bit... Well, the thing is, actually, I say that's a stretch, and then I'm like, well, actually, there is some evidence towards that, you know. She does... During her time in the Spice Girls, she does seem the strongest in saying, I... I mean, obviously, we say that it's... um, Maybe it's her taking credit for things. But, Mm. you know, for instance, she has a story about... She wrote, or she came up with, the chorus for too much because she was trapped in her car uh, trying to get off the set of Spice uh, Spice Girls the movie and she was thinking this is too much it's too much I need to sleep and so you know she came up with that kind of that concept she there is a creative mind there Mm. well this creative mind decided it had to save the album yeah so what did she do she played her strongest card the gay card. Yeah. <laughs> she came out with the song that taught us all Spanish. ¿Dónde está el hombre? Con fuego en la sangre. Sometimes, like, you'll go on a date or something, someone will be like, Oh, do you speak any language? I'd be like, Spanish? Donde esta mi chico latino? They'd be like, Oh, and I'm, they don't get where it's from. I just quote Enrique Iglesias and Ricky Martin, and people think, Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a forgettable song. I'm going to put it out there. What? Uh, definitely. It's a song I've listened to at the time, never thought about it since. I've never heard it and thought, 
Oh, I remember that song. I've never went on Spotify and thought I want to play that song. I've sung it at karaoke. It's too long for karaoke, but <laughs> my nah, belief. I don't karaoke. think it's a tune, in my opinion. Wow, if you could see Erin's expression right now, it is my flabber is gasted. Yeah, I am <laughs> flabbergasted. But the video is incredible. Is that when she's on the boat? She's, she's on the boat good. on some Italian or Spanish. Yeah, yeah I'm not judging her for the video but and this is where she started really cracking into the spanish speaking market i remember going well i was on holiday in spain and she was being played everywhere really she was huge man global singer songwriter star she, she was i don't know about this but did she release spanish speaking albums or there were spanish versions of her albums that's christina aguilera okay and justin Bieber. i can't get on a boat without writhing around on it singing with Chico Latino anymore <laughs> even just the ferry just still still on the edge you know when everyone else goes and does the Titanic yeah. I just lie down in a bikini yeah <laughs> it's good and then she has about seven hot guys just strumming around it's very Madonna-esque yes. actually the video yeah she's definitely taken a love for that yeah except she's not Madonna yeah, and also, <laughs> she's not Spanish. Yeah, the Spanish no. in this is not good. No. At one point, she says Dolce Vita, which is Spanish for, I've accidentally spoken some Italian. <laughs> <laughs> I only found this out when I put in the Spanish part of the song into yeah. Google Translate. Yeah. And it translated Dolce Vita as Dolce Vita. Yes. And I was like, oh, why that? That is Italian, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realise. Our mother is Spanish, though. She is, yeah. So, I mean, okay, ethnically. Biracial. Yeah. But the video was really hitting the pink pound. And it worked. Yeah. Straight in at number one. There you go. Her first of four consecutive chart-topping singles. I mean, that is not to be sniffed at. No. No. (laughs) Definitely not for a female British artist. Yeah. She then followed it with Lift Me Up, the ballad. Do you remember back in the days when every pop album... The, the single release was like banger banger ballad. Yes. Wouldn't that so wanna be Say You'll Be There to Become One? Yeah, that's right. Say La Vie Roller Coaster to You I Belong. I always remember that. That was always the pattern. Banger banger ballad. I remember when I wanted to be a pop star and I would write banger banger ballads <laughs> all day while I was walking my dog. Aww. Well, one day, one day, darling. Don't say it's too late. <laughs> uh, Jennifer Lopez? Oh, it's never 30. too late. 30 she was, though. Never too late. The Lift Me Up video, so it's a pretty little ballad, went mm. to number one as well. Mm-hmm. Now that she's doing this, this starts to turn around the album. Yeah. Like once she starts having number ones, yes. the album starts selling yeah. much yeah. better. It yeah. was a climber. Same as Mel C, really, as in it was climbing. It's yeah. a grower, not a shore. Yeah. It was. It ended up going double platinum, which is impressive. very impressive. Yeah. Even charted at number 42 on the US billboard. That's yeah. very impressive. It's the strongest yeah. solo yes. outing for a Spice yeah. Girl in America. The Lift Me Up video, I rewatched it the other day. So this is the one where she's driving her car and then she meets the aliens <laughs> from Spice World the movie. Well, they're not the same aliens, but, but she loves meeting an alien. Yeah. It's hilarious to look back on. Yes. At the time, I don't remember everyone being like, what are you doing, Jerry? <laughs> but she's there in a vest top wearing some heinous yellow glasses. Yeah. They are awful. The premise appears to be... Jerry's driving through the desert at night with seemingly low purpose or roof on her car, which would be freezing. Um, and the smoke starts coming from her engine. Yeah. Which, what a bummer. So she starts checking under the hot bonnet without any gloves or protection. Yeah, she do. 
as you do, and then a small grey alien harasses her bottom. Yeah. Instead of calling me too and being woke, she just starts chatting to him and they steal all the parts of her car and then they all go on a high-speed heist of a petrol station and then run away from the police. It seems realistic as well. Yeah. yeah. I think it's based on a day in her life. <laughs> really gritty there, yeah. The Lift Me Up video, uh, this song was also where we saw her go up against Emma Bunton in their chart battle. Ooh, yeah. Then she comes out with Bag It Up, the upbeat ballad. Yeah. Her next chart-topping single, Beat Blink 182 to the top. Where are they now? Wow. The video for Bag Me Up is, I think it invented homosexuality. (laughs) It's so gay. Yeah. So she's got this boyfriend that's a bit, you know, he's from Venus and she's from Mars or whichever way around it is. He doesn't like TV. She does. Right. She wants to be stimulated. He... (sighs) Doesn't stimulate Doesn't all wear the quarters. Yep. <laughs> I actually meant... This is a kid's show. I meant intellectually stimulated, actually. <laughs> That's the line is like... Can we say that line again, please? Uh, Karen, the clitoris is a part of the human anatomy. No. No. <laughs> Not your human anatomy. <laughs> Not for this podcast. <laughs> the whole video is so gay. So she tries to level up her boyfriend by poisoning his food with girl powder. And that oh. apparently turns him into a gay man. Which is really what all straight women want. Yes. A gay man that will do them. That's basically, yeah. For real. <laughs> and then she goes into the girl powder factory, which is completely operated exclusively by hunky, oily men with pink hair. <laughs> who pole dance in between their shifts. <laughs> Jerry's wearing this sort of catsuit because the Spice Girls loved a catsuit that's oh, unzipped yeah. to pretty much oh, her belly yeah. button yeah, she has the ridiculously long extensions the full on Lady Godiva look they're mm-hmm. going down to her feet pretty much yeah she is it's a look yes and it's Ginger Spice is gone and Adonis Spice is in <laughs> she's really trying it's so camp yeah but you know that's what she really wanted wasn't it yes a gay man that's why she slept with Duncan from Blue. Ooh. <laughs> he's out. Okay, good. Is he, <laughs> is, I think he's bi. Oh, yeah, of course he is. <laughs> we'll cut that. Because one day I'm going to marry him. And it's allegedly. It's not alleged. Well, I think he's bi. He's not gay, though. <sighs> you don't see him sleeping with women. <laughs> well, nowadays. Later that year, she's also nominated for two Brit Awards. Ooh. Best Female Solo Artist and Best Pop Act. Right, well done. Loses out to both of them. Yeah, Loses out to Beth Orton and then five. Who's the first one? Beth Orton. Yeah, I don't know where she is now, but... She, she was, was very respectable at the time. It'd be another year before we got new music. Mm. But in 2001, she comes back with... Go get yourself wet, girls. I know you want to. <laughs> you know, this is an absolute banger of a cover. Like, she really yeah. smashed it. Because I think people were expecting the second album from her to be, you know, just de- digressing, like not reach the heights of the first one. The the heights that they Well, were. this wasn't technically from the second album. Right. So yeah. the, the single is It's Raining Men, a yes. cover of the Weather Girls track. And it was recorded for the Bridget Jones movie. So it was released as the lead single from the soundtrack to that. She was done with the album. She knew what the lead single was. And then she was approached to do the song. And she wasn't sure about it at first, I think. 
Mm. I don't think she regrets it now. No, no. I do not think so. And she's she having fun out. in this video, you can tell. I think so. I think she's really tried to step up the dancing. So when you watch the videos, the production is so much bigger. It's huge. Yeah. yeah. And she has worked out. I remember that was the kind of the buzz around it was that her physique had changed so much. Of course, that is, you know, there's there's things behind that, which we will get into yeah, more serious yeah, matters. But yeah, I remember that being a lot about, wow. She looked like a different person. She was a different person. She had the short blonde bob. Yeah. Which actually really suited her. It does, yeah. yeah. She's done that look a few times since. Yeah. The song was huge. It went top 10 in over two dozen countries. Yeah. Went number one in the UK, which made her the first British female solo artist to get four number one singles. She would obviously later be equaled by Cheryl Cole. <laughs> wow. And surpassed by her future opening artist, Jess Glynn. Don't know how I feel about that. Jess Glynn's are collaborations. Uh-huh. I think sort of three of the five are collaborations with like Clean Bandit and Tiny Hemper and things. Right. So right, okay. not necessarily as the lead solo artist. Jerry's were all her own. Yeah. She never had a collaborator. Yeah. Well, we'll see how we feel about Jess Glenn when we go to the Yeah. I'm open-minded. Yes. But only because of how much we paid for the ticket. <laughs> if anyone has any VIP free comps, we'd be happy yeah. to take you up on them. There would just be six of us. Going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the video... Well, it's raining them recreated the movie Fame. Oh, yes, that's right. Fitting for Jerry, really. Yeah. Like, if there was a movie that was going to summarise it. It's a hell of a lot of dancing and fun and atmosphere. But in particular, she does this solo dance in the pants and half vest top. Yeah. And she's ripped. Like, yeah. she's yeah. just one long thin piece of muscle at that point. Yeah. I, and this is the worst thing, I don't remember looking at that and thinking... That's not right. Yeah. Which is worrying. Like, that worries me. Like, she got so much positive response for it. Even though, I mean, there was a lot of kind of selfish talk. But I think a lot of guys, a lot of male commentators who were like, oh, I missed when she was curvy and, you know, like... Had boobs. boobs. Yeah, our boobs were bigger and, you know. But that was all just because they liked lusting after her. Um, There wasn't any concern about her health yeah um, at this point everyone's pretty on board with it yeah. so much so that she releases the first of her yoga dvds yeah because this was yoga spice she credited everything that she'd done to her body through yoga right yeah which at that time we were all still believing yes. i believe yoga literally made you half the size you were and um i did one stretch I'm... one time and now i'm a size six <laughs> now she must have been doing a lot more than that and she wasn't eating Uh, yoga was huge it was Jerry's Kabbalah it was everything to her she talked about it all the time yeah which is surprising because yoga is all about mindfulness Mm. and calm energy and personal awareness yeah which are not things I would have put on Jerry's Tinder profile right (laughs) (laughs) the Telegraph reviewed it they said it stretched their patience it described it she's one of those attention seekers in class who wrecks exercise by jabbering onto the teacher about her aches and pains I haven't watched the DVD but that yeah I can believe (laughs) yeah it did quite well it sold 75,000 copies in the first week for for a 
you know, an exercise video. That's yeah. impressive, actually. Successful enough to get a sequel a year later. Mm. 8 out of 10 star rating on IMDb. Wow. And remember, yoga wasn't so renowned as, as now. Yeah. She's definitely helped yeah. it in, yeah. I'm surprised she hasn't done more... Since the reunion in the last, like, mm. six, seven years, I'm surprised she hasn't had a fitness DVD of some kind. Yeah. I, I suppose she's got the kids now. And, yeah. You know. All the more reason. I'm surprised she hasn't done, like, a like a post-pregnancy one after yeah. she had Monty or, like, oh, yeah. exercise for busy working mums. Yeah. But it might, that might be hard to there, over. There might be something about she is more well mentally now and maybe exercise in that extreme does have some baggage maybe you know well after the yoga dvds we do get the follow-up album scream if you want to go faster Also, while she's doing promo at this point, she... This is my favourite moment of Jerry Halliwell's career that I think people have forgotten. So, Jennifer Lopez, as we've before mentioned, is famous for wearing the green Versace dress. Goddess. Yes, the goddess dress, the one that goes down to her navel. Yeah, it's, so yeah. it's just like two pieces. Like, it's a bit like... um. A dressing gown? Like a dressing gown. A glamorous. Don't say that to Dom Sala Versace. (laughs) That just attaches just above the knee, (laughs) effectively. Yeah. Um, And it's the jungle print. Yeah. And she appears with P. Diddy. Fairly transparent. Yeah. She's looking fierce. Yeah. She was not the first person to wear that dress. No. A month earlier, Jerry wore the dress to a film premiere. Because there's this great, I think it's like an MTV uh, making the video or a documentary about Je- um, Jennifer Lopez mm-hmm. where they're just following her around and the stylist, they're showing them some dresses and Jennifer's like, I don't like them, I don't like them, I don't like them. And she's like, I want to wear that that green one, the Versace. And the stylist is like, some other girl wore it. I'm pretty sure she says she... something along the line of some other girl. Wow. Jenny's like, I don't care, I want to wear that dress. And she wore it. Yeah. And it was as if she erased Jerry. <laughs> I didn't even know Jerry had worn this dress. Yeah. When I sent you that picture. Yeah. We'll put the two pictures on the Twitter so yeah. you can see. I've tried really hard and I can't find a really good picture of Jerry in that dress. No, it just if you swamped, have one, it send it to so. at Pod of the Pops. She's yeah. very petite. She's very small and Jennifer had the body at yeah. that point. And yeah. Jerry just had the hair. She had really long blonde hair She didn't style it right, yeah. She had the long, long blonde. And I think... She thinks she's very nervous at this point. Yeah. And she, I don't think she stops for the cameras properly to right. get photographed. Yeah. I think that's a part of it. Then in 2001, we also get the follow-up album, Scream If You Want to Go Faster. Inspired by every carny that worked at the Waltzes at your village fair. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I kind of forgot about this album. I, for me, I it didn't. wasn't really... I, I, I 
actually really recall this album. I recall, I can even hear Scream If You Want to Go Faster in my head right now. Yeah, but can yeah. you think of any other songs on the album off the top of your head? I can, because I've always done a hell of a lot of research. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's she I mean. only released one more single. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. I didn't recall that there was It wasn't more. a big campaign. But yeah. technically it's a three single album, because she had Raining Men. Yeah, right. that's true. That came before this. it. Yeah. The lead single, Scream If You Want to Go Faster, it's very Blondie-esque, yeah, I thought. It is, the, yeah, She's trying that, isn't she? It's yeah. had a really strong look. Mm-hmm. So she's got the blonde bob again. She's wearing... God, she never wore anything that went past her knee at this point. Everything yeah. was short, short booty shorts, wasn't Yeah, it? or past her belly button. It was yeah. all crop tops. It was really shorts. showing everything. Yeah. It was yeah. summer every day. And she's really trying to be a bit of a blondie. Yeah. Apparently the theme with the album is rock and roll. Apparently, Robbie Williams told us to listen to Led Zeppelin and draw inspiration. (laughs) I mean, for me, this is like... No offence to Led Zeppelin. Jerry's interpretation of Ashley Simpson, (laughs) who was also trying to impersonate Natalie and Bruglia. So it feels very filtered down. Yes, yeah. But Scream, Scream If You Want to Go Faster was... Visually, I think it had a really good song. It was I think a her voice, visual, it was, yeah. Her voice sounds better on this than it does on many tracks. Like, mm. She's found a nice groove for her voice. Yeah. Which, not easy to do. You're very happy. Well, that suited her, I thought. I refuse to slate this song because she's later gone on to say that this is the song she wrote on the first day of her recovery meeting from bulimia. Right. About all the things she did to distract herself from so that. So was this Scream If You Want to Go Faster? Yeah. Right. Single. Yeah. Okay. I don't necessarily get that from the track. No, no. It's but not no. what you would expect, but... So that's, that was a surprise to read. Yeah. Enemy didn't like it. They said, this is not singing, but the sound a seal makes when you run over its stomach in a Land Rover. Wow. <laughs> there is some element of truth in that. I don't think it's that bad no have a nice day as Americans say great line great line I, I think I'm just remembering the live performances here and I think that's tainting my thoughts she's not at this point the best one live but she has a lot of energy and she gives it a really good go yeah, yeah. it was the lowest charting single of her career at the time wow. number eight this is where the tide really starts turning on Jerry yeah really in terms of record sales yeah which is a bit of a premonition of things to come. Yeah. What she would give for a number eight single now. Yeah. So it wasn't originally going to be that lead single. The original lead single was a track called Feels Like Sex. I mean... Which was on the album. That is a subtle title. Well, let's, I'll play you a little bit now. Yeah. Have you ever felt too hot to go to bed? Touch yourself instead. that feels like sex the actual tune is better than the title suggests see I hated that the most when I first heard this song I thought it was god awful I couldn't believe it was even considered an album track right it sounds like something that was rejected by Louise Redknapp for deeming it too bland wow that's how I felt when I heard that the the, not so much the lyrics the backing track okay it sounds cheap yeah it sounds like someone tried to recreate naked in their on their phone in a toilet (laughs) Like, do you remember when you used to plug in the, you used to get yeah. the songbooks that you could write your yes. own um, yeah. ringtones for? Uh-huh. I think it sounds like that. Oh, wow. 
wow. Yeah, maybe you have a point. I'm glad they didn't go with this as a lead track. Yes. It would have been, I mean, yeah, hit the sex button, Jerry, but that's a bit much. Yeah. yeah. It's it's fairly obvious on the track. And also, some of the lyrics are questionable. Like, Do share. Then, if it feels like love, then give it baby, that's a rush. If it feels like pain, 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 it's really just the same. Is it? I mean, what are you saying there, Jerry? I don't know what you're saying. I mean, obviously BDSM is cool, man, but like consent, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but yeah, is there a line in there that if it feels like not consent, please leave? Uh, I don't know about that. But she hasn't gone. Yeah. Oh, I have to say, you know, this is pre chain and whips excite me, uh, Rihanna, isn't it? But Rihanna was complicit. so. Have you ever had a mind too dirty to read kinky freaks? Why don't you get down on your knees? I think, okay, fair enough. I think as the 16 or 17 year old I was at this time, yeah. I would have struggled to relate. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever dirty to read? No, not really. I haven't kissed a boy. <laughs> yeah. I want to. But... <laughs> oh. Yeah, I think this would have been a hard one for the audience. Yeah. To... I mean, actually, that's a point to make, is that there is a transition there from the Spice Girls, which... We're always, with the Spice Girls, it was always kind of subtle sexual references. I don't think I would have been, I think I would have been 15. Yeah. And so Jerry's going much more, a bit more in your face about it. Well, she's definitely putting it in your face here. Yeah. Although they didn't go with this as the lead single, I wonder whether they kept all of the original choreography and staging for Mm. the live performances of Scream If You Want to Go Faster. Yeah. Because she's riding around in a Harley in a black leotard. (laughs) And then in the live performances, she has six leotarded girls licking her. I swear, I saw it on the party in the park. One of the girls licks her, one of the backing dancers. (sighs) It says, I think it says so much about the time that the girl who carried the torch for feminism is now being licked by a backup dancer while her male technician turns off the mic because she wasn't singing live in that one. Yeah. I mean, I mean, of course. The Party in the Park is one of the most awkward performances. Did you watch that one? The 2001? Yeah, it kind of really... It was really uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, you can feel that she's not super comfortable up there. Yeah. And the audience are not they're not there for her. They're like, wait for the next act or something. I think when she comes on, it's either that one or the two, or the 1999 one, I can't quite remember. She comes on stage and says, I'm really nervous. I was, you know, bricking it before I got on stage. And she says that to the audience and that's quite nice that she's saying that, but I don't know if the audience then actually gave her any reassurance. It's a risk. It's a risk to admit that because on one hand it could, like, you're being open with people and people can appreciate that, but also... That may just be like, oh well, yeah, you were right to be there. And she's terrible. And she's a professional, you know. She's she's not terrible. Like the performance is still good, especially for the time. Like visually, like she's got a lot of dances. There's a lot of staging. She's doing all of that. It's not much worse than some of the Britney performances we've had in the last few years. Yeah, like it's fine. Yeah, but you can feel. I felt like I could see the dancers uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's when you know it's a problem because yeah. they're trained not to react to anything. Yes. So on the album, when she was talking about it, she said, there's deeper meaning underneath if you care and choose to look. Some of it is deep as a puddle. Some of it is a bottomless pit, like a well. I don't think she was referring to feels like sex. No, <laughs> I really that. hope not. Yeah. 
The album isn't awful. It's, I just find it hard to listen to a whole album of Jerry. Like, I mm. really find myself missing Victoria's vocals. Yeah. Every minute <laughs> of every song. You're she's got a great voice. Jerry's got a great voice for a band. Like, because she brings so much attitude. But it's just... Yeah. And I felt like that with a lot of them, actually. Like, you just... It's hard to get through a whole album of that because it's a bit abrasive. Like, you need a bit more... Yeah. Pacing totally. in it. Yeah, I would say, in comparison to Mel C, it's... Yeah, yeah. Mel C can carry an album. Yeah. She would have one more single in this era, at the Moody Ballad, Calling. say is her favourite. Even George Michael praised her for it. She obviously played everything to George, her best friend. Yes. Jerry was really, she was really proud of this one. She really was hoping it would be a big critically acclaimed hit. I don't remember it at the time. It did not get publicity. It sort of slipped right out really. Jerry doesn't have the voice for it. It's a nice enough song. She doesn't have the voice to carry it. I mean, Emma would have killed this. Mm. Claire from Steps would have killed this. (laughs) No. Jerry it's, it's fun Ernest ballads aren't aren't a thing yeah yeah Jerry is fun maybe I could say that she's trying to do too many things at one time do we feel that well she's definitely busy this year and she's making her money I think the thing with Jerry is she knows that she's fun but she wants to be taken seriously yeah so she'll do the fun stuff she'll do It's Raining Men mm. in the hopes that you'll give her calling a chance yeah and people weren't giving her a chance for that and I think that must have been what's hard yeah and that's what drives us into this next bit which yeah. is she moves to LA this is where we start seeing all of the problems her eating disorder really materialises uh-huh. yeah the press are after her she's not being well received in the public image yeah and by March 2002 she attends a treatment centre for her eating disorder she's very very slim at this point yeah it's looking a bit kind of lollipop heads yeah her weight had plummeted to seven stone oh my god it's shocking especially she'd been the curvy one in the band yes when you see pictures of her next to herself it is a shocking change and it's also I think I feel like nowadays there would be more concern in a nice way. It was a very kind of uncaring, malicious. Yeah. Oh, look at the look what she's done. It's so weird that she's changed like that. But people just there was no sympathy. No, there was no yeah. And there wasn't a lot of action at the time either. Mm. So I found an interview in the Evening Standard from someone that had worked was working with Jerry during 2001. Mm-hmm. Said a year ago, I stood in Los Angeles with Jerry Halliwell, who had stripped down to a g-string to shoot for the Marie Claire cover. I've seen some skinny models in my time, but she had the body of a pre-adolescent child. We've been expecting the healthy new Jerry, yoga Jerry, 
Everyone at the shoot was shocked at the flesh and blood reality. We received a fax stipulating that on no account should any fattening food be made available, only steamed rice and vegetable. And I remember leaving the shoot feeling incredibly depressed that a young, beautiful and successful woman was not comfortable in her own body and unable to escape the tyranny of food. That is very sad. So that is the cover of Marie Claire. Right. Let me show it to you. Okay. And we'll put this up. So this is the cover that we've just had described. Mm. Honestly, I think she looks great. She looks healthy and happy. She she does. I mean, yes, she is skinny in this photo, but they've managed to do it. You know, so to give you an idea, she's wearing jeans and a crop halter neck top, and yes, yeah, she's smiling, and the smile seems fairly genuine. But knowing she's got a glow, she does have a glow, and that is because they painted her with oil and they've tied the clothes behind her back. Everything had to be pinned. That her flesh was looking so like grey and dark that they were having to colour it and spray it. Yeah, I think this is sad. a great example of how what we have no idea about what goes on behind the scenes and how much of the images we see are altered. The concerns are covered over. Yeah, I've got two more magazine covers from this time of Jerry. Mm-hmm. One is GQ, where she's in like a sexy little um, brief and like a jacket. Yeah. Boobs are great. Yes. For someone with an eating disorder is not common. Like, I think there's been some editing work there. Yeah, I think so. They've photoshopped that. She honestly looks great. And then I've got another one from the cover of Attitude, where you can kind of see how ripped she is. Yes. But still not looking bad. No. Apart from her, the way she stood with her her hips um, pushing forward, the hip bones to me are a little concerning in that image. Yeah, they are sticking out. I think the thing that got me was, I worry that I did not, at the time, think this. Like, I wasn't looking at her and being like, this is a problem, look how bad she looks. I remember thinking, she looks great, is she doing sit-ups? I'm going to do some sit-ups. Yeah. Like, which maybe says more about me and my relationship with (laughs) exercise than, than hers. But she wasn't hiding it or covering it up as well. No. The whole aesthetic around this period, yeah. she's wearing very few clothes. Yes. When she's pictured at the Brit Awards giving that award to Robbie Williams, mm. he's looking very disinterested. She has got like this tiny little halter neck on. The whole of her back is exposed. Yes. This is not someone who is hiding in big bulky jumpers because she doesn't want anyone to know no. how thin she is. This is someone who's proudly... Yeah, I mean, you compare it to that drab outfit she's wearing in the last uh, Top to Pops appearance with the Spice Girls. It is a big contrast. Exactly, yeah. But do we think the psychology behind all of this is that she was pushing Ginger... I mean, quite literally, she buried her in the very first video. And this is... I am trying to go as far away from the aesthetic of Ginger Spice as possible. I think she also... A part of her needed the... Not just the attention, but the validation from it. Like, yeah. love me, accept me. Like, is this is this what you want from me? Yeah. And it sounds like no one was saying no. No, no one was trying mm. to intervene. Yeah. Like, this article came out, the article I read came out a year later. Mm-hmm. No one at that shoot, they got rid of all the unhealthy food. Yeah. They tied the top up at the back and they put her on the cover looking great. Mm. They don't say or describe on their... Oh, you know, how difficult it is. The words are, and how she got that amazing body. And the undercover of Maddie Clear, yeah. They took the photo. Yeah. They've all said how troubling it was. And they've said, it's an amazing body. There's a real responsibility from the press there. Yes. It makes you wonder, how much better is it now? 
We'll put these pictures up for you on social media platforms. Absolutely. So this is, she does go into rehab. She credits Robbie Williams for getting her there and says, she said it saved her life. Good for you, Robbie. She did date Robbie. Uh Uh-huh. Was it around this time? Yeah. So Robbie sent her to rehab. Now that was quite a heavy discussion. Yes. So I thought we could make it a bit more lighthearted. Okay. So I thought we'd play Snog Marry Avoid with Jerry's Exes. Woo! Now because it's Jerry and this is a pop music podcast, a popcast if you will, I thought we shouldn't just play Snog Marry Avoid. We should play Snog Marry Avoid, sing a duet with... Hap as a gay best friend and car share to work with. <laughs> I just imagine she car shares. Yeah. So these are your options. Robbie Williams. Yeah. Chris Evans. Fred Durst from Limp Biscuit. Wow. He's been everywhere. Yeah. Lee from Blue. Uh-huh. Duncan from Blue. Yeah. David Williams. That's right. Shipping Tycoon Fabrizio Pelitti. <laughs> Russell Brand. Her rehab roommate, Demian Warner. Polo player, Jamie Morrison. Or Darius Dinesh. Wow. Uh, I've got them here if you want to. I would avoid Chris Evans. (laughs) I was going to marry him. He probably is alright to marry. Billy Piper was married to him for a while. And she's still friends with him. I would say I would marry... I would marry Darius Dinesh. Good choice. Pre-hair or post-hair? Oh, post-hair. We're talking, you know, when he came back and he was a big deal. Yeah. I am definitely going to marry Duncan from Blue. Okay. And one day I will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, did I ever tell you about that time I met Duncan from Blue? No. Oh my God. It was at Euston train station and we had what? incredible chemistry. <laughs> I literally felt it as he pushed me to one side and I landed against the wall. It was... <laughs> wow. And that was the moment. I've seen him twice actually just in the street and each time I've pretty much fainted. So that's Mary. Snog... I'd maybe snog Robbie Lee. Williams. I'd yeah. snog Lee from Blue because then when me and Duncan are married, we could both talk about how many times we'd snog Lee. <laughs> yeah, I'm also Robbie <laughs> Williams for the snog. I'm avoiding Chris Evans. He's David just not... Williams. Oh yeah, you um, I'm avoiding Fred Durst. Fred Durst. Is oh, a... you should avoid yeah, Fred Durst. Yeah. Is bad news, isn't it? Yeah, actually? yeah. But he's a bad boy, so. Maybe keep him on his side. Okay, you know, and I love Limp Biscuit back in the day, to be fair. I'm going to car share to work with the shipping tycoon, Fabrizio Politi, because I imagine he's got a nice car. That's a good shout. I will also do that. I will have David Williams as my gay best friend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, everyone's so surprised that he's straight, right? <laughs> Which I think would make him a good one. Yeah. I'm going to sing my duet with Darius Dinesh. Oh, okay. That would be a good one. Yes. I'm going to go for Limp Biscuit there. That's childhood dreams. That would be a good one. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I would, I would, one of the blue boys to sing uh, Jubei. Oh, go for Lee. Lee. He does the high notes. So. Okay, good. Yeah. Sorry, Duncan. <laughs> Sorry, Duncan. <laughs> well, let us know yours. We'll post up for the list. We also get the second of her autobiographies around this time. Yeah, she has two. She has two. How many of them did you take out of the South Lanarkshire Library? <laughs> <laughs> I think I read the first one. I actually think I was gifted it. Oh. Um, but yeah, I, that's when I kind of knew most about her eating disorders and her relationship with her mum and her dad and how she felt, you know, when she, her father yeah. passed away. Mm. Um, she actually told a really funny story in it about when she was 18 
she had a job, or maybe 16, you know, a bit hazy on the details here, but when she was young, she had a job and it was, she had to dress up as like some sort of like nurse or like a bit of a kinky uniform right. and like walk about like the market selling, I, I can't Melons? Even, it was like a random market stall, but she didn't realise at the time how sexualised, you know, what yes. they had made her dress Do up was, as actually was. She was naive, yeah. Yeah, she was quite naive. And she also told another story about when her mum came to stay and... Jerry had brought, bought like Egyptian cotton sheets, and her mum had like say like spilt tea or something on the sheets, and uh, Jerry said, you know, I'll just get more, and she said, no, 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 I wash them and I'll get it, and she's like, I've got the money. And her her mum is really funny about her mum just yeah. can't understand that because she didn't have money. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's probably quite sad actually. Her mum is really funny because she appears in quite a few of the documentaries. Yeah, I think she's very humble. Mm. Yeah, and she still lives a very frugal is probably the wrong word but like quite a small life really yeah. in that the first documentary Jerry mm. she's bought this house this like big country house it's not huge but she's bought this nice house yeah. and Jerry's mum comes to see it and the first thing she says is oh it's so big we'll get lost <laughs> that was my terrible attempt at her mum's accent oh, but um, yeah she's just very yeah she's yeah, very humble yeah. still her mum not yeah. totally unaffected by it all yeah which is nice actually that must yeah. be quite that, I hope Jerry needs that. Yeah, yeah, I hope that's like a grounding person in her life. Her autobiographies have done well as well. The first yeah. one's on a million copies. Just mm. not to be sniffed at. Yeah, because people did want to know what was on the record. They didn't want to buy the record, but they wanted to know. Yeah. <laughs> Shame on them. Here's a good question. Okay. Who is the first Spice Girl to appear as a TV talent show judge? Oh, is it Jerry? It is Jerry. Oh. How many of them have appeared as TV talent show judges? Okay, so we've got Jerry, Mel, Mel B, B, Mel C. I think she did a stint on one of them. I don't think Mel C has because she she's spoken out against them, right? She wrote a whole song about how she judges next best TV, superstar. Yeah, she TV did. talent show. We've got so. Victoria. I don't know if she has. Although I, don't think, she I has. think she would be nervous too because you know Emma, she would. Emma has right, so I think three of them. I think Jerry, Mel B and Emma. I'm going to say four of them, including Mel C. All five of them. What? Yeah, so as you correctly said, Jerry's obviously on Pop Stars Arrivals and she's had a couple of since on X Factor and Australia's Got Talent. Right. Mel B has obviously on America's Got Talent and she's done UK X Factor. Yeah. Mel C had a stint on the BBC's Search for Jesus Christ Superstar. Does she that then, she Yes, it is. She yeah. also did Asia's Got Talent. Okay. Oh, right. Okay. Sailor. Emma has done... But you're right. I'd forgotten you. She'd done that big thing about yes. TV talent shows. And then I think she was angry at the time and she mellowed. And the money yes. was too good. Yeah. <laughs> also, I suppose she maybe justified it in that the one that she did was like musical theatre... But so she did Asia's Got Talent. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Emma did boy band in the uh-huh. in America, the search yeah. for a boy band. Yeah. Victoria appeared for a short one episode stint on American Idol. Did she really? Was that when she was trying to break into America? Or was it around As... the time that uh, David got signed to LA Galaxy? Yeah, it's when she's going to America, yeah. Okay, that's that makes there. sense. So but Jerry, was Jerry came out first, yeah. appearing in Pop Stars The Rivals, right. which was an early TV talent singing competition which formed a new boy and girl band 
and charted their competing race to Christmas number one on the yeah. UK singles chart. Should eventually be won by none other than Girls Aloud with Sound of the Underground. Yeah, so yeah, it's all of the people in Girls Aloud, there's all this early footage of Jerry judging them. She's interesting, yeah. isn't it? It's the new... She actually... Not only can we say the Spice Girls, like, musically are responsible, but quite literally Jerry is responsible for the creation Oh, I think that's very that's grand. That's quite outlandish. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Cheryl Cole feels she owes Jerry much. No. Okay, fair no. enough. Yeah. Well, they would later go and on also, to sit on the X Factor panel together, Jerry yeah. and Cheryl. And also, Jerry was infatuated with Cheryl's looks, which... Well, Jerry, not so much. The the guys. Well, she was saying she was gorgeous, though, and you're thinking, what about her voice? We'll talent? play the clip. Yeah, they all leech on Cheryl a bit there. Yeah, it's gross. a bit awkward to but watch that's back now. Have you ever felt your heart was breaking? Looking down the road you should be taking I should know Cause I loved and lost the day I let you okay, go Okay, okay. I want to put it through. You look exotic. You have yeah. the most beautiful eyes and skin I think I've ever seen in my life. Oh, oh thank you very much. Absolutely yeah, Can't be nervous. Do so you really want to be a pop singer? I wouldn't be having to do anything else, 19. Is it all you want to do? Mm-hmm. You know it's a really tough life? I know, yeah. It's not it glamorous. I know. It's early mornings, late nights, and lots of bullshit. Yeah. Scott, we'll see yeah. you back in London. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Thanks bye-bye. Very bye-bye. Thank bye-bye. you. Gorgeous. Thank you. Bye-bye. Gorgeous. Get through. I'm through. Yes. You'd need to be dead if you didn't think she was stunning. My God. The show is so, when you rewatch it now on YouTube, which you can, almost in full, it's so low budget. Like, they can't afford the song, right? So they all just keep singing things like, I'm so excited, like, all the time. (laughs) Um, And they wear such cheap outfits. Like, they've really not spent a lot of money on the styling. And they go to their houses to tell them whether they're in the band or not. I mean, how awkward is that? That You're not in the band. Okay, you're in my house. Get out of my house because I want to just go and cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and then, like, sometimes they're posed with the... So in the original Pop Stars, which is where they make one band which made hearsay yes they go to michelle heaton's house to tell her that she isn't in the band and they've already got the champagne ready her family are like oh. and i think her mum goes should we open the champagne anyway you've done so well the third judge is nigel and he's traveled to gateshead to see michelle hi Hello. michelle Hello. how are you i'm freezing i bet you are it's cold in the northeast oh. i know you don't want me to beat about the bush because the judge's decision's important to you. So, uh, I won't. Uh, I'm afraid you haven't been chosen for the band. And I'm sorry. Okay. I thought you would have gotten it. I thought you would have gotten it. You're right. Okay. Yeah. We're still going to have a glass of champagne to celebrate. Aren't we? She got this far. We're really proud that she got this far anyway. It's harsh. <laughs> Building you up for a fail. So this is literally filmed months after Jerry's come out of rehab. Mm-hmm. She's, which I didn't realise at the time. So she's on the judging panel with Pete Waterman, Louis Walsh. Can I just say, Louis Walsh, does the man age? He looks exactly the same. He's just like, he was. <laughs> he came out the wound looking like that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Interestingly, 
Originally, Chris Evans was meant to be on the judging panel as well. Oh. But he's so musically talented. <laughs> he had radio at the time, didn't he? Yeah. But he turned it down, which must have been nice for Jerry, because they dated. That could have been a bit awkward. Oh, oh yeah. The show was also sponsored by McDonald's, which is a bit awkward, given that Jerry was literally there Do you not remember that juice as well? The fizzy juice that was sponsored? TNT or something? It's a funny old watch. Jerry is not... She's probably more comfortable presenting there than anything else I've seen her on, but it's not... She's a bit erratic still, as you'd imagine, as she's just come out of rehab. Yeah. But it's because it's, it's so low budget. Like, it's so... It's before all the flashness of talent shows that we yes. have now. Yeah. Like, it just gives space for her to be... Like, she's sat on the judging panel in a Parker coat. Yes. Which, yeah. you imagine that now. Like, Cheryl Cole, when she judges, she's in these... Oh, you glamour. know, they're, they're full glamour. Jerry's yeah. got her hair in bunches and a Parker coat on. Yeah, yeah. On the live shows, she's got her dog with her. She's <laughs> got her dog with her sat in her lap. Yeah, that is bizarre. It's all very strange. Can you remember the name of the boy band that lost out to Girls Aloud? <gasps> One True Voice. Well done, Karen. Wow. I love, I love that she like knew it straight away. <laughs> Can you name their singles? I can't because it was so forgettable. Lauren? No. It was true. Something. It was something about their name. I think. No. Title, no. Sacred trust. I found my heart right up to. The- anyway, we're digressing. Back we today. are digressing. <laughs> After this, Jerry takes uh, a bit of a break. She moves to LA to chill out, and she relaunches her career in two thousand and four with a couple of movie cameos. She appears in Fat Slags, the film. <laughs> oh, um, I love that film. Are you serious? No. Scottish or the Northern I think it got terrible I've never even heard of it don't know her role in it she also appears in Sex and the City season 6 okay you know she bumps into Samantha on the street she has access to a pool and she's trying very hard oh that's right Samantha darling oh yes that's right then we get the documentary There's Something About Jerry which is a good watch that's on YouTube thank you Jerry Halliwell Brazil for super fans (laughs) It's, so it's all building in, tying up to the release of her new single, Ride It, which is classic, Jerry. Yeah. Let's play a bit. When the kicks in, I can dance like no one's watching. It's a funny kind of So that is Ride It. Wow. As you said, Karen, very Kylie Minogue-esque. Yeah. She's really tried to hit the disco. She looks great with curves and with that original brown, you know, reddish hair back. She looks great. She does look great in this video and you're right. She's really gone away, taken some time out and she looks amazing. Yeah. Mm. The video is pure Jerry. She's back playing characters. Cheeky, fun, tongue in cheek. Yeah. She's doing all the characters she knows. Yeah. She's... Dressed as a police officer, sexually harassing a male model. <laughs> she's happy there. Yeah. She's saying Spanish words in her song. Yeah. She's Jerry's back. Jerry's who back. Who is Jerry Halliwell? Yeah. She's whoever you want her to be. <laughs> she's 
having a lot of fun. Yes. I remember this song being the first time I went to a gay club just being played to me running around in my little vest top being happy as Larry. Oh, bless you. It's, it's classic Jerry. So in the documentary, there's something about Jerry. It's a bit sad because she's sort of recording this campaign and she's releasing this album and it, it doesn't do well. No. This song, she meant to meet with a choreographer and um, I've just remembered this and they... They cancel or she doesn't like what he's done for her or she doesn't she doesn't think she can do it. So she goes, I'm gonna do it myself. She's going back to she's really trying to go back to the Spice Girl roots of, you know, yeah. we can do this ourselves. Yes. So she choreographs it herself, like in just a little dance room in her bedroom type thing. Oh. And when you watch the choreography now, it's so <laughs> crap but <laughs> yeah. yeah i love that she's just done it herself yeah. like she's doing this fake thing where she throws a rope and she pulls them in and she does it in the she's such a literal dancer she's yes. like if i can take a lyric and yes. do a hand signal yeah. then that's me she's on her knees she's laying on her back <laughs> putting all her yoga into it yeah it's Seriously. fun yeah. it's fun Bless her. so that's ride it generated a little heat between her and simon cow he said on cd uk if he was her record label and that video had showed up, he would throw it in the bin. Ouch. She didn't take it down, lie down. She wrote him a, she wrote him a letter and demanded an apology. Oh, good for her. I love how Jerry is a little bit Victorian lady. Like, yeah. she'll always write a letter. Yeah. She always writes a letter. Did she yeah. get a response? Oh, it didn't say. I don't know. Well, he, heard maybe, about that. he maybe did. Yeah, their, cro- their paths must have crossed by now. Like, oh, well, the, she did X Factor. So they course. must have been forgotten. Yeah. So therefore. Yeah. I assume he did apologise. I'm sure enough people have said stuff to Jerry that she can't not work with them all. Or yeah. maybe the record sales just kind of spoke for him. Well, she reached number four yeah, in the UK, that's, that's okay. which is that's nothing good. to be sniffed at. Popular in Europe. Yeah. Apparently it's a big deal in Russia, number two. Right. Wow. Okay. Late in homosexuality, probably. <laughs> there was an MTV making the video of the, the video as well. Yeah. A video of the video? A video of the video. It was good. She's having fun. <laughs> she looks and sounds healthy and yes. good in herself yeah. at this point. Yeah. Which is refreshing. Yeah. yeah. The only problem is with Jerry's, it's just so cheesy. And yeah. at that time... This is just not where the music industry was. Yes. Like, it was yeah. much, much cooler. Yeah. I mean, this is the same week Destiny's Child charted with Lose My Breath. Uh, Lamar true. Had Any Justice. It's Usher's Confessions album's out at this point. Right. What's a competition? Yeah, and there's well, much more kind of staccato R&B sound. It's much yeah. more... Yeah, yeah. and this is, this is very frothy pop. Well, the irony is, number one that week was Girls Aloud. Ah, burn. With I'll Stand By You. Right. A cover, actually. So yeah. I think it could happen. There was a big gap between singles then. Mm-hmm. Apparently the label sent Jerry away to come back with more stuff. Right. AKA, Be Better. She was also planning a solo tour of the UK and Ireland, but that got cancelled. So she's had a bit of a change of direction here. Originally, the album was titled Disco Sister. Right. Great title. Yeah. Very Jerry. Yeah. And was going to focus on that EDM, electropop and Eurodance yeah. sound. That yeah. sort of more Kylie Minogue yes. thing. I think could have worked for her. Yeah. Didn't work for VB, but... Leaked demos of some of the songs. You can find them on YouTube. Putting on the bling. Jerry's got her groove back. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a fun title. Yeah. yeah. Putting on the bling is all a bit Shirley Bassey. Yeah. It's all dramas. Yeah. She's going with the big full vocal runs. Mm-hmm. You can see her singing it from the top of a Diamante staircase. Yeah. It's very 
Lady is a Vamp. She does some more, there's some like more Danny Minogue type stuff, like mm-hmm. more like hook worthy stuff. What do we reckon of her voice at this point? Like, is she, in terms of a Her voice is never great. Yeah. She's doing what she can with it. Right, it's not uncomfortable to listen to. No. She also wanted to record the track Some Girls with Richard X. Do you remember him? He was like the David Guerra of his day. Oh, yes. But instead that went to Rachel Stevens. Right. And was a big hit for her, really. Yes, yeah. It's a good song. I'd say this direction sounds better for her. Yes. Like it, it worked for Rachel Stevens, but yeah. she, I mean, she struggled as well. But the record label sent her back to bring in more ballads. Who sends mm. Jerry to come back with more balance when she's that's, giving you bangers? Yeah, that's a, a questionable choice there. So Disco's Sister was out and we got given the Passion album. Came out in June 2005. Although you'd be forgiven for not noticing. Yeah. The cover art is terrible. It looks like the cover of like Health and Home or something. It's, she looks beautiful, but it's not very engaging. It's all very adult contemporary. She's not very passion. She's yeah. in this big, long, like, white dress, and she's got, like, the redder hair again. Mm. She looks great, but it looks like the cover of, like, a Take a Break magazine. Yeah, it's quite a mature look, especially when the video for Ride It is so funny. Yeah, and but that had been a long time before. Yeah. Yeah, it just looks like the caption shouldn't be passion, but... My husband married a goat and now taking him back. <laughs> because it looks like one of those pick-me-up magazines. Right, yeah. We got one more single, Desire, which is sort of like a bit of a stomping, sexy track. Yeah. Have you seen the video? No. Let me play you the video. <laughs> well, it is a forgettable song, awesome, but it is not a forgettable video. Yeah. I Jerry mean... is playing um, an office worker who has no understanding of how to behave in a work environment. <laughs> She's wearing a very professional outfit, but she's writhing around in her chair like she's yeah. got an itch. And all of her co-workers are just typing away happily. Yeah. She's in love with her boss. Yeah. And she lets him know this by crawling across his desk and licking from a bowl of milk. You know, she's being, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey before Fifty Shades of Grey was a thing. Yeah. Fifty Shades of Ginger. Yeah, Fifty Shades of Ginger. <laughs> she's... Never one for subtlety, no. and she comes in like a wrecking ball here. Yeah, my favorite part is the fact that at the end she is a cat. Yeah, she's a shape shifting office worker who's in love with her boss. Yeah, okay, cool. So, but like, but, her, you then realize why her dance moves are what they are. Oh, yeah, she does literal claw. Um, <laughs> literal claw she, hands, which she loves some hand on the face. <laughs> she does that, love hand dancing. She does some of that. The thing that gets me about the video is they don't do the reveal of she's a cat until right at the very end. Yeah. So you're watching the video like, why is she pouring milk over herself? What the Why is she behaving on? in this odd fashion? Then at the end, you're meant to be like, oh, now it makes sense. But I think yeah. they're really underestimating how many people would turn off before that point. Yeah. <laughs> also, it must be said, she crawls across a desk and then licks milk, which Britney Spears would later do in her Slumber Party promo video. So, you know. So, Innovator Jerry. <laughs> Innovator Jerry. Yeah. Innovation Spice. It managed to scrape in one week at number 41 on the charts. Ooh, painful. Selling just over 5,000 copies. Apparently, if they're better worldwide. Hello, Russia. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Following the album's success, or lack thereof, uh, her contract with Emmy was not renewed. Yeah. Which is the nice way of saying you're dropped, really. Yeah. But technically, she's never been dropped. Oh. So she completed her contract. Three album deal. Okay. Done. But this was a good time for her, really, because in 2005, she meets screenwriter Sasha Gervaisi mm. and falls pregnant with... Her daughter Bluebell. That's a cute name, Bluebell. Bluebell is yeah. cute. Motherhood suits Jerry. Hmm. Yeah. Victorian Emma are godparents. Oh, that's lovely. At the christening. 
So this is where we first sort of see that they're is, making amends. Yeah, that there has there's been time. She says there'll be no more music. Mm-hmm. She stops threatening, and um, <laughs> and that's pretty much the last we hear of Jerry until the reunion. Yeah. She goes off and is a quiet, humble mum. So you can see that there has been a massive journey there emotionally. In documentaries, she says the the reunion, which we will go on to talk about, is she wants forgiveness. She wants to make amends mm. and and move on from what created this whole hiatus in the first place well yeah so in summary we've had three albums four number one singles two yoga dvds 20 billion celebrity boyfriends and she invented competition judging panels so there you go it's not too bad when you put it like that yeah so if we were going to rename her solo career what spice would she be Ooh, i had thought variety spice she's variety kind of spice. turned her hand to a lot of haven't you said that at least three times have i <laughs> <laughs> variety spice she I has had a go at things, hasn't she? Yeah. Emotional spice. That is a good one, actually. She's She wears her heart on her sleeve. She does. Yeah. 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 But that also means that she can be impulsive, she can be clumsy, she can be... I, I'd say the big contrast for me is between her and Victoria, they're opposite ends of the spectrum there. Victoria's very controlled, and mm. Jerry, she makes decisions, she, she, she leads with her... Heart. She does. Not her head. Did you have a name? Well, I mean, I did already call her Traitor Spice. And I, though I feel, and I say that with love, (laughs) as much as she can, I think a lot of the things she did betrayed a lot of the early work that she'd set up. So obviously, not just leaving, but things like some of the promotional time when she released that first album, she was doing like acoustic versions of Wannabe, and she was changing the words to, if you want to be my lover, you've got to be my best friend. Which, it just completely strips out what she'd done there. Yes. And I think actually more what it comes down to is need a friend's advice. Right. I think Jerry needed to benefit more from learning how to let people in and keep them in. Yes. And I think sometimes she was so driven Mm. and career minded that she she forgot that she did need other people around her. And also in her personal life, you know, romantically, there was, you know, quite a few men. Um, I imagine that was part of it. I bet she tried to look for everything in one person, like yeah, in a lover, um, yeah. and then that's a lot of yes, pressure. Yeah. You know um, what they say, if you want to be my lover, you've got to get with my friends. Yeah, and you wow. have to have friends to get with. Uh, I mean, I think, you know, by the, the hard leaving the Spice Girls, it was clear that she was like, they're against me. She'd, even if they weren't, she built it up in her head that yeah. way. So what should yeah. we... I'd want to call her something like Lonely Spice, but I think it's completely takes away from the amount of success that she had yeah so i'd say sell it spice sell it spice she sold yeah she sold a lot yeah she did well so let us know what you would call her yeah at pot of the pops and we'll be back next week hi listener Subscribe if you want to go faster. View all our bonus content, leave your comments, and join the conversation on our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Talk to us at Pod of the Pops on all platforms. People in the world, subscribe up your eyes. Oh, the boy, girl. Subscribe up your eyes. Pod of the Pops, subscribe up your eyes. Please subscribe. Go get yourself subscribed, girls. I know you want to. It's
It's not eating me up. Well, blah, 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 blah. Are, you, are you holding a pen? Yeah. Get out of fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes the easiest things are the hardest, you know. Ah. Uh...